Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I'm Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 318 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today, we begin another book of the Bible. We begin Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. We're beginning the book of Ephesians. There is a teaching video from the Bible Project that will be linked in the show notes, so make sure you watch that. We'll also read Psalm 8, so let's get going. The book of Ephesians holds a lot of practical uh, Christ-like living um, directives for the church. Um, There's encouragement for um, how to stand up under temptation and persecution and how to engage with the enemy of our souls that we will inevitably have to engage with. And um, so... There's so much in here that is just geared towards kingdom living. And um, I have shared previously on the podcast, I believe, um, that I have done a sermon series from the book of Ephesians on the family. And um, that's touchy when we get to that chapter. So when we get to that chapter, um, I'll link it again just in the show notes just so that you guys have that. But today, let's jump into the first and second chapters of Ephesians. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will to the faithful saints in Christ Jesus at Ephesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved one. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ. As a plan for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth in him. In him we have also received an inheritance, because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will, so that we who had already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to his glory. In him you were also sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation when you believed. The Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the pro- the redemption of the pro- of the possession, sorry, to the praise of his glory. This deposit of the Holy Spirit is not the same as being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so there are two separate things upon salvation, upon receiving the gospel of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is placed as a seal to set you apart, to mark you as um, a member of the kingdom, the body of Christ. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate um, outpouring that happens. This is why, since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the mighty working of his strength. He exercised this power in Christ by raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens, far above every ruler and authority, power and dominion, and every title given, not only in this age, but also the one to come. He subjected everything under his feet and appointed him as head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. 
And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you previously lived according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and we were by nature children under wrath, as others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through the kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not from works so that no one can boast. Those were the, some of the earliest passages of scripture that I memorized as a kid. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Um, and there's a reason for that because it's powerful. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So then remember that at one time you were Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcised by those called the circumcised, which is done in the flesh by human hands. At that time, you were without Christ, excluded from the citizenship of Israel and foreigners to the covenants of promise without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace, who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility in his flesh and made of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations so that he might create in himself one new man from the two resulting in peace. He did this so that he might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross by which he put the hostility to death. He came and proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole being being put to, the whole building being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the spirit and for Psalm 8. Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. You've covered the heavens with your majesty. From the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have established a stronghold on account of your adversaries in order to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you set in place, what is a human being that you remember him, a son of man that you look after him? You made him little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all the sheep and oxen, as well as the animals in the wild, the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea that pass through the currents of the sea. Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. That's it, friends. I hope you come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together every day. See you then.